Hang on there one second. Let's go ahead and take a minute to pay the bills. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places that you like to listen to podcasts? Where do I find advertisers? The answer to every single one of those questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% ridiculously easy to use. So if you're always wanted to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. The following podcast has not been rated. Listening to Fullbacks are people too. The fact. And here's your host, CJ Newman. Hey, hey, hey. You're listening to Fullbacks are people too. The fact. Thank you for joining me on a great adventure here, ladies and gentlemen. This is part two of last week's podcast. I'm looking forward to giving this one to you guys because we talked about a lot of topics here, including the Ravens, which are one of my favorite things to talk about. So uh, let's go ahead and just roll this beautiful bean footage and get right on into it. Let's let's talk a little Baltimore Ravens. You want to do that, Chad? Sure. Right. Uh, actually, you know what, Tyler? Why don't you take the lead on this? Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you uh, interview <laughs> us? About the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. About how you lost, like, uh, two P- Hall of Famers on defense this uh, season? Uh, no, stick to the format, asshole. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me because you host the show, CJ. All right, all right, all right. So listen. and uh, Wait, wait. Are you talking about losing Terrell Suggs and Weddle? Because they were already lost. Well, I, was, I was actually talking CJ Mosley. Oh fuck no, man! It sucks that we don't really have a replacement, but that dude's a liability. He is not. He is awful in coverage, and he got wildly overpaid. I like C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley is a good player. C.J. Mosley, I doubt, is a Hall of Famer. I like C.J. Mosley as well. I think that he is a great tackler. He led our team last year and previous years in tackles. However, he couldn't cover a cat turd in a litter box. Yep. We the Ravens specifically lost games due to his lack of coverage, and I guarantee that played a big role in why they didn't dish out some dollars to keep him here. I think the Jets watched the very last game of last season and the very last play with the interception over the middle and said, man, he could probably do that all the time. And they're going to find out quickly that they were wrong about that. Yeah, he gets he gets he, he gets picked on by quarterbacks dumping down over the middle. He can't cover tight ends. He cannot cover pass catching running backs. And that's why last season you saw they were a lot more successful pulling CJ in and out and putting some of those younger guys in. I don't think that either one of those younger guys are as good as him. 
No. By the way. No. Um, but no. when you're saying the two Hall of Famers that we lost, I think you're referring to Terrell Suggs, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Is Weddle a Hall of Famer? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Fringe. I think he's got more of a chance than CJ Mosley. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, Weddle was not good. He, you know, he was at the end of his line, and I, I hate to say that because I think he was a great player. And yeah. Terrell Suggs I was at the Will. end of the road too. Yeah, Terrell Suggs is not going to give too much. Uh, honestly, Terrell Suggs for the first five games, I think, is going to be an amazing pass rusher for the Arizona Cardinals. If they rotate him well, he's still got gas in the tank, but yeah. you can't. The thing is, he gets very tired because he he was an every down linebacker for us. Yes, and he was the only one that stayed on the field every down. But he got very tired of doing that after five games, and he was very ineffective for the last ten, eleven games. Yeah, he's also um, he's gotten a lot smaller too, and that's yeah. kind of what Ray Lewis did towards the end of his career to try to Ray dropped like thirty pounds. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, dropped a lot of weight to be able to keep some gas in the tank. But it also makes you a little bit less effective when you are playing an integral role in stopping the run and getting the quarterback. Yeah, so there there's. There's a lot of loss on the defense. They did pick up Earl Thomas. Um, I think so it was a huge move. I, I love that move, to be honest with you. I, I first I was like eh, the injury uh, situation, but then I realized the the talent is probably still there, and he's an amazing free safety, and it, that gives Jefferson the ability to play more strong safety. Because I still don't get this. Last year they were playing him a lot at free safety. They, I think they were trying to protect Eric Weddle. That's a good possibility. I mean, Eric Weddle was being put into the strong safety position, which he wasn't even a natural at. But um, I, I I still don't get it as far as that is concerned. But um, what I wanted to talk about was our first-round draft pick. Yes, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood uh, Marquise Brown is uh, nearing full participation in training camp. He uh, started doing drills the other day. I saw that. So um, we'll... Uh, Will the break between minicamp and training camp result in him being able to come back? I don't see why not. Say it again? I don't see why not. Like, he had a broken foot. It was repaired in February. Like, you know, it doesn't take six months to fully come back from a broken foot. No, I think they're being... I think they're being overly cautious with him at this point right now. Um, we did just see today, uh, there's been a lot of reporting how Lamar is putting together, uh, like activities with all the receivers through the offseason. He's also working with, um, the quarterback coach who worked with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, that quarterback camp. He's working with, with him. Um, you know, what's interesting, a lot of people say that they think that, um, Hollywood Brown is all his success is all hinged upon Lamar. I honestly feel the opposite. I think that I think Lamar just got better by getting a receiver like that. I think that the kid is really dynamic. I think they can do a lot with him. I think that he is going what we saw the Chargers do to the Ravens in the playoff game where they basically just put all those DBs in and just stacked stacked in the front and kept it with speed. We just took the away, away the ability for any team to do that with how we drafted, and it started with Holly, with Hollywood Brown. Um, he's going to keep you honest. He can go and get the ball when he needs to. He's slightly undersized, but his I think his speed makes up for that. And I think we saw a real shift with the Ravens with how they draft. What you were talking about with the Giants earlier about how they look for a certain size and a certain um, – certain physical gifts with people. I feel like they did that for a long time. And now what we did is we stopped looking at that when we drafted 
Hollywood Brown. We didn't look at that at all. We looked at, at his success rate. We looked at his analytics. We looked at his numbers. And I think that that's a big shift in how the Ravens do things. And I think that he putting him on the field as may, it will instantly make Lamar Jackson a better quarterback. And I'm hoping that is, is what's going to happen. I'm not really convinced that's what's going to happen unless they're going to throw over the middle because if you look at the highlights for Lamar Jackson everything that was thrown was thrown over the middle and uh, some some of the grow route uh, was successful but that was very few and far between it's got to be over the middle and I'm not sure that uh, Marquise Brown is the best over the middle guy he's definitely your nine route guy though yeah I mean I, I don't think that Lamar last year a a should have he was put in a position, and they should always be ready when you're a backup quarterback, for sure. And I think it was the right thing to put him in the game, but he did not get time to practice with the ones. He's getting that this year. I think that by the time camp starts, um, if Hollywood's ready, and now there's a lot of talk about uh, what Boykin yes. that they drafted um, being really fast and really good, I think that they elevated him by adding so much speed to that team. I think that the Ravens offense is has potential. I'm not saying it will be, but has potential to be very, very, very explosive just because of the speed. Um, and I think that putting a player like Hollywood Brown, you're taking a what you, you know, Lamar adds another player to the field, essentially. You know what I mean? With the way the kid can run, the way he'll take off and do different things. But... I think adding a, re- a dynamic receiver like that who's fast enough to get to where he needs to go and get the ball when it's not put where it should be is important. And I think that he's a guy that can do that, even if he is just running out of the backfield, uh, catching slant routes, short passes, and things of that nature. But Lamar, Lamar does have a, a cannon. He's got arm strength. So he can throw the ball down the field, and you can't ignore it when you have a receiver that can get down there. So I think it's going to take – adding him is going to take a little bit of pressure off of Lamar, seeing if they can protect if they can protect him first and foremost. But I think that receiver was a great move. He's who one of the players I wanted outside of that center that went to uh, – uh, went to your boys, right? To Minnesota. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I wanted him bad, man. I'd been talking about him for like two months. But uh, I, I think that they made the right move going going with Hollywood. So uh, how effective do you think he's going to be uh, based on the fact that it is primarily a running team, though? I mean, they're looking to change the offense this offseason from what I'm reading. Uh, looks like... They're going to be installing Greg Roman's new offense this offseason. I'm not convinced it's going to be uh, not more of the same. I think we're going to see a lot of read options still, but uh, maybe they can incorporate a, a little bit more slam patterns and some more go routes and whatnot. But uh, I, I would not expect it to be 50-50. I would expect no. it to be 70-30 as far as run and pass. Cause I disagree. Go, Do you okay. know who uh, Greg Roman was an offensive coordinator for? You, for Colin Kaepernick, I'm well aware. Yeah. So, and, and so then, then why don't you think it'll be closer to 50 50? Because that's exactly what they did in San Francisco. That's yeah, not Kaepernick exactly what they did. Not as good of a passer as Lamar. His first year, it was probably 60 40 as far as the run was concerned. And, and I think that, uh, I think that. I hate to say this, but I think that Kaepernick, I think Kaepernick could be trusted to throw the ball a little bit more than, uh, than Lamar could, at least at this phase in his career. Lamar. Not Madden. Yeah. (laughs) Lamar's accuracy, it's, it can be rough. And I don't know if we just didn't really see a good, um, we we weren't we might not have been painted a very good picture of it last year because he also had zero receivers that you were afraid of. You know, mm-hmm. let's face it, every receiver he had, with the exception of Willie Sneed, dropped everything. 
Well, it also didn't help that the offense that they were running, they used uh, very few complicated route combinations. You always thought they were running the football. And they, there wasn't a focus on the pass. It was like watching Calvin Johnson play at Georgia Tech. Well, I think, you knew he was great, but how great is he considering all he's doing is going for jump balls? Well, I think they were afraid to do anything past that with Lamar Jackson because there is there is something that played a, a very big role in that is last year. Um, I don't know what it felt like outside of Baltimore, but it was very, very, very well known that John Harbaugh was losing his job if they did not win football games. He was not going to take any risks. He was not going to do anything. And it was even being reported that they had already agreed to mutually part ways. And then suddenly, like two weeks before the playoffs, they were like, if he makes the playoffs, he's going to keep his job. And it, I mean, it was well, well, well known that he was not going to be here. So I think that they've made the right decision by electing to run that running offense because they could get Marty Morningwake out of the picture and they had to get him out of the picture because if you would have stuck Lamar Jackson with an idiot like that, the kid's career would have been ruined before it even started. And Marty believes in running the football. Yeah, fuck Marty. Um, is that guy with anybody now? Anybody? No, uh, might be with the retirement home with those old ass granny glasses that he had last year. <laughs> He might be back with the Eagles because I know he had a really good rapport with uh, Doug Peterson, but I don't know if he's with anybody. I hope him he and, steps on a Lego. Him and Juan Castillo could burn in hell. Like right. <laughs> They're fucking horrible. Yeah, they, they were just bad people. They're bad and they should feel bad. Do you know Juan Castillo? This is a true story, and I forgot to tell you about this, CJ. I saw this guy at the grocery store up the street from here, and he walked past, and I'm like, fuck, that looks like Juan Castillo. And I'm sitting there thinking about it, and then this other guy walks past me, and I'm like, hey, that dude that just walked past, does that look like Juan Castillo to you? Guy looks at me, he's like, who the fuck is Juan Castillo? <laughs> and I was like, I thought this was public knowledge. He's like the worst, one of the worst football coaches of all time. So, all of a sudden, the guy comes into my aisle that, that I'm assuming is Juan Castillo. Dude walks past, he's got a fucking NFL, like one of those, like, sweaters on. You know, like, like, kind of like what Rex Ryan used to wear? Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck, I think it actually is him. So I decide, uh, like, I pull him up on uh, on Google and take a look. So I'm crossing and, like, going to another another lane. Motherfucker had a Ravens Super Bowl ring on. I looked at it, like, side by side. It was fucking him. Wow. So, so you saw a pretty shitty... At uh, the fucking grocery store right by my house. And then I found out that apparently, like, his kid or something, um, his kid or his wife or something has some connection here to this community that i live in so like he was around here but man man oh if i if i'd have realized it was him i would have loved to just give him the middle finger like i just loved it but then then i'm like oh wait that's completely against everything i believe in i can't fuck with these guys in real life just because i hate what they do for their job yeah he was one of the worst (coughs) zone blocking coaches that i had ever seen in my life he uh he benefited very greatly from Gary Kubiak coming in and yes. turning that offense around. But uh yeah, Juan Castillo before Gary Kubiak coming in was just it was it was horrible. It was a really bad thing to watch and the team did not do very well with him. And fuck Gino Gratkowski too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that um I think Greg Roman I think we're going to see an offense very similar to what he was running with Kaepernick. Um, you know, he was also involved in Philly with, uh, with Michael Vick too. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that they ran a killer offense. I just think that where Lamar is at now, unless we see some sort of dramatic improvement, um, I, I don't think they're going to rely on 
uh, don't get me wrong, they are going to throw the fucking ball. They're, they're, I, I think that they're going to come out there very confident that they're not going to only run the ball and try to try to try to show people that this isn't all that this kid is. I, I have a lot of hope and faith in him. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, um, but I think when it comes down to throwing the football, um, I don't think they can treat him as similar, or they can't treat him in the same fashion as they did with Kaepernick. I, I think that we will see like a 70-30 type thing. I think that they proved that when they when they went out and got Mark Ingram, they got a better running back. <coughs> um, the the one guy they drafted, Powers, the lineman, yeah, that they drafted. Apparently, they're having him and they're rotating their offensive line in and out all over the place right now. So, like, I think that they're. I think we're going to see a lot of what it looked like in San Francisco as far as when it, when they run the ball. But I think scheme-wise, I think we're going to see less passing, but they're going to pass enough to keep you honest. They're not going to be able to just stack the box like they were doing last year. The fortunate thing is teams were stacking up on Lamar, and that kid was still making plays. I mean, he was dynamic. But the thing is they've also got to be smart. Like they cannot let him carry the ball that much, at least in designed runs this year because he's, he's, he's the man now. You know, like they cannot get this kid hurt. At least teach him how to slide, for fuck's sake. Yeah. All right. So the main story that's been going on for the past couple of days, uh, at least the past two days, is the uh, Houston Texans are being accused of tampering with uh, Nick Casario of the New England Patriots. Uh, he's one of the staff members uh, there who is uh, – they're looking to bring in as a general manager. So let's talk about the backstory behind this. Um, Nick Casario is obviously a member of the New England Patriots. Um, what the hell is the name of the guy on the Houston Texans that was a Patriot? Easterby? Bill O'Brien. No, Easterby or what was his last name? The the one who uh, was talking to Casario. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, for argument's sake, we'll, we'll call him Easterby. Uh, Call me. Call me. So E. Easy E. Yeah, Easy E was um, going back to New England because he was a former New England Patriot last year. He was brought on to the Houston Texans staff this year. He was going back to New England to go to Robert Kraft's house for a ring ceremony. So it's kind of weird, but um, they still have a general manager in tow. All right, so this Easterby guy, Easy E, goes up to uh, Nick Casario for the night, and just they're, they're talking. I've under is my understanding that they were friends before this, though. This wasn't like a just he randomly approached him about it. Like they, these guys have known each other. Yeah, they, they, obviously they've known each other, but um, it seems like they are friends. But it's it's a little weird that uh, the next day the general manager is fired and. Nick Casario says, hey, or I'm sorry, uh, Easterby says, hey, can we uh, interview Nick Casario? And then I just found out not too long ago uh, via Bleacher Report that um, after the tampering charges were brought in by the New England Patriots, it looks like they're going to back off of Nick Casario. And uh, there was a meeting of the minds when it came to that. So it sounds like it's a non-issue at this point. But at the same time, do you guys think there was tampering? Do you think... Anybody should give a shit. Uh, my personal opinion is that I find it hilarious when the New England Patriots come at you with uh, accusations of cheating. It's like, oh, hi, pot, meat kettle. They probably dropped the tampering charges in exchange for their playbook. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, uh, they, they, they dropped the tampering charges uh, on the condition that Houston would no longer pursue Casario, which is the whole deal. Um, then uh, Bleacher Report also dropped about 20 minutes ago. Or, no, it was Twitter. Um, 
Apparently, Casario's got a clause in his contract that prevents him from leaving the Patriots. Hmm. That's even, according to John McClain, who's a, a Hall of Fame writer for Houston Chronicle. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with John McClain. Even if uh, it was for a higher position that would have uh, authoritative control over the team? I don't know any more than that. But at the same time, with uh, how much power Bill O'Brien has, it probably would have been a pretty lateral move, which is how the Patriots would have been able to block it in the first place. So I brought this up on my podcast last week. It's really starting to piss me off that Bill O'Brien is just cycling through general managers now. Um, at what point do you think... Bill O'Brien is the actual fucking problem when it comes to uh, people skills and being able to relate with the general manager and get along. If this one doesn't work, I think honestly, if the last one didn't work, I, I'm I'm so taken aback by them firing the last guy. I understand that maybe Nick Casario is their guy. Um, I it's so out of the blue. I feel like the Texans are a team that have are so on the right track. Um. I, to be honest, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't remember who the fuck they drafted. I forgot already because I don't care. They got an offensive lineman in the first round. Yeah, sure. they got an O lineman, which they needed because they got Deshaun Watson, who's a tough motherfucker, man. But that kid was getting beat down. Yeah, he, he, had, he had to run for his bad. life. And but I don't. I, it just it was so shocking and out of the blue. It just makes you wonder what what the fuck was going on. Why was this guy fired? There's got to be something behind the scenes going on, and I brought. This I don't up think last there week. is. I think that Nick Casario was their guy. He was their guy last year when the Patriots said no, and then they thought they had him this year. Does he have a connection with Bill O'Brien in some sense? Oh, they both used to work on the New England Patriots together. Yeah, I mean, but do they have something outside of this. I mean, I think that they thought they got their guy, and then they just turned around and let this guy go. It's absolutely tampering going on. For sure. Um, but I just think that it, I, I'm just so taken aback and baffled by the handling of that whole situation because now we're, now they're out of GM. Can you be any more obvious in your approach is, is what I'm thinking? Yeah, it's just plain stupidity. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where everybody tampers. We all know everybody tampers. But it's a legal tampering time, period now. Don't be stupid and make it so blatant. This is this is a Texans gaffe, and the Patriots caught them, and they did what the any Patriots, other team would do, and they the called Patriots them. Should have literally sat them down and been like, "Before we go public with these tampering charges, next time you want to cheat, you fucking call us, and we'll show you how to do it." And then it just been all good. It would have been all good. All they had to do was follow the Patriots' guideline to tampering and cheating, and could have just got it fucking done. Yeah, I mean, Belichick has been pretty open about uh, his abilities, and he's willing to teach other people how to cheat. I mean, I mean, he learned from the best, Joe Carroll. He, he, hey, he learned from Joe Carroll. So, uh, with that in mind, um, how do you guys see this? Uh, offseason going much further with the uh, general manager situation. Uh, if you were in charge of the Houston Texans right now, who are you looking at as far as a general manager candidate? I think one of the first guys you look at is uh, George Payton, assistant general manager for the Vikings. He helped uh, architect the team. Um, they've been fantastic with PR, so you don't have to worry about any issues with him and the players that he brings in. Um, the resume speaks for itself that 2015 Vikings draft class is probably the best we've seen in the last five years as of as of right now. Um, getting uh, digs in the fifth, uh, just and then Daniil Hunter in the third. A uh, uh, couple other guys, uh, Elliot Wolf uh, with the Browns. Um, coming for uh, being Ron Wolf's son uh, 
he's got a lot of clout and stuff. And one guy that nobody talks about anymore is Reggie McKenzie. He built a really good Raiders team that John Gruden just decided he wanted to destroy. Yeah, he fucking got the bad end of the stick oh. on that one. He did, and I think it's I think people once Gruden crumbles, I think they're going to realize what actually was happening, even though they kind of already know. And I think McKenzie really deserves another chance because he took that risk with Khalil Mack and he got Derek Carr in the same draft. So you got your quarterback and you got a top three pass rusher in the NFL in the same draft. And you dump him because Gruden doesn't like him. That sounds pretty smart. Chad, who you who would you take as far as the general manager is concerned? Ozzie Newsome. I was gonna fucking say that. I was gonna say he's he not gonna least, be a GM. At What's least that? reach out for him. The Ravens are his franchise. He was a Hall of Fame tight end with the Browns, and when the Browns transitioned to Baltimore, he was the only GM the Ravens have ever known until DaCosta stepped in this past I year. I don't think Ozzie's not leaving Baltimore. I don't think. Oh yes, he will. If he gets a job with Alabama, he's out. He's said it publicly. Um, but he, okay, that that's different. That's Alabama. But, you went to college there. I'll I don't think that. for a second. That Ozzie Newsome would ever leave Baltimore. Now he's like a he's like the head of scout. They haven't even really said what his job is, but he's doing like scouting now. But that's the call I'm making because they they they've got to test the water somewhere right now because they're fucked. They have no GM. They thought they had their guy. They don't. Now we're they, how long do we have before training camp starts? Are they going to let Bill O'Brien be the guy who coaches and is the GM of the team? Because that's not a very smart choice. Nope. Well, it might be the smartest choice if that's his personality. It might, might be, be the, the only choice. Yeah. The GM, in all honesty, doesn't have to do a whole lot during the season. Uh, you, he can delegate most of that to like college staffing. Um, and basically, all he has to do is say, I want you guys to focus on scouting these areas. Bring me back your information. And he can delegate most of it to an assistant. <sighs> I'm not saying it's a smart choice. I'm saying it's doable to but do somebody- both. But somebody needs to manage. That's the thing. And, like, if there's nobody to delegate all this shit to and there's nobody to report to and all of them are reporting to the coach, A, you're taking him away from his job of being a coach and you're putting way too much control into, you know, a multi-billion dollar industry into one person's hands, which is not smart. In my opinion, I just think that would be a really, really bad move and we don't know. We don't know enough about Bill O'Brien past his coaching ability, but clearly there's something wrong if all these GMs are, are leaving, you know, so are getting fired. So I, I don't I wouldn't even know which direction to turn because whoever clearly whoever it is is going to have to get along with Bill O'Brien. Well, with that being said, I want to uh, move on to some way too early picks. Yep. All right. Uh, you in, Tyler, on this one? Let's do it. All right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead with each division here, and I'm going to ask you guys who you think is going to be the uh, winner of that division and if you think there's any wild card participants in that division. Let's uh, go ahead and start off on the AFC in the West. Chad. Fuck. Hold on, man. Start with somebody else. Uh, Tyler. What was the question? AFC <laughs> AFC West. Do you have any? Uh, who is the division winner, and do you have any wild card participants? That's tough. Um, I'm going Chargers win, and Chiefs make the wild card. That's a ballsy move. Okay, so that Chargers team is f- fucking good. 
I think the Chargers. They don't get nearly as enough and enough credit as they should for how good that team is. I'm going. I'm going in another direction there. I'm going to say that the Chargers win the division by a lot. I think the Chiefs are going to take a step back this year, um, and I think the Denver Broncos are going to make the wild card. Fuck you, no. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, man. I I, I, I got to stick by that. I, I think that they're going to be a wild card team. You know, I don't think they have the ability to win the division there, but they have a good defense. They have – I think that Joe Flacco is going to be pissed. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's got what he needs to be good. He's got a decent O-line, and he has two Pro Bowl caliber running backs, and he's got a good tight end and another very good tight end, and he has two fast receivers with good hands. Joe Flacco is going to have a good year this year. I hope he does. I hope he do. He does have that year. But I just I feel like the the Broncos the Broncos were competitive as shit last year, and I think that they're going to be much 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 better this year. But I think the Chargers are on a different level than everybody in that division. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Chiefs are going to win because Patty Cakes is still Patty Cakes, and Patrick Mahomes is still the man. I think he's going to lead that team and do spectacular things. And I think that the Chargers are going to be slightly uh, behind them, and I think that they're going to be in the wild card. I don't think the Broncos are going to make it. I think that uh, I think Joe gets hurt. I think that Joe gets hurt, and it's Drew Lock time, and the history repeats itself as far as that uh, division is concerned. And then, uh, of course, the Raiders are probably going to be what three and thirteen. <laughs> I think the Raiders could be a wild card. I'm not picking him to wild card, but they could easily make one. They put a lot of new talent on this team. They're playing a last place schedule which really only affects two games, but two games makes a big difference when it comes to playoff time. Dude, you're a fucking wild card at this point. I, can you win half a game? <laughs> What's the over-under? <laughs> it's called a tie. I, I watched the Vikings-Packers one at Lambeau. What's that? Yeah, I was, half a game. at Lambeau half for that Viking-Packer game. That would be fucking something, 0-15-1. All right, CJ, who are you taking for AFC South? <sighs> That's actually a pretty decent division now. Um, gun to my head, with the unclarity in Houston, I'm going to say that they're not going to win the division. I'm going to go with the Colts. I think that team is uh, pretty strong. And I'm going to say that is the only team that makes it in the playoffs. In Whoa! Yeah. I think the Titans suck. Titans are fucking horrible. Jacksonville, I don't know enough about them, to be honest with you. Um, I know their defense is killer. I don't know if Nick Foles is going to be a fit. We're going to find out. But um, I, I, And there's uncertainty. There's unrest in Houston. So I, I'm not sure at this point. You guys can go ahead and say that there's going to be more than one uh, wildcard participant there, but uh, I'm saving my wildcard participant for another division. You don't think the Texans are making a wild card? I think the Texans are going to win that division. No, I don't. I don't see it happening. I think the Colts win the division, but I think the t- the Texans finish like a game behind and are the top wild card. I think Andrew Luck's going to get hurt. Man, we're just we're murdering I'm, people I, today. We're, I'm <laughs> saying Joe Flacco is going to get hurt. You're saying that Andrew Luck's going to get hurt. If Andrew Luck gets hurt, the Colts are nothing. They're nothing. And I just I don't I'm not sold yet on you know I'm not buying what they're selling. And last year I think they were very good. I think Andrew Luck is a 
outright beast. I just, I, I just don't see it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that they're a better team than the Houston Texans are, at least on paper right now. I think the Houston Texans are a better team. I don't think they are a better team. You've got a, you've got a top five talent quarterback in Andrew Luck, who is now fully healthy. He's playing behind probably the best offensive line of football that was literally rebuilt in one year. He's got good weapons on the outside, not great, but good. He's got three capable running backs. That defense has been rebuilt. That team can win 13 games, and I think they will. I don't know about 13 games. I'd probably go around 10. But um, I have them winning the division. I'm, I think we'll, I do, uh, too. Yeah, I'm going Texans. All right, you're going Texans, and we're both going Colts. Okay, so... We've got the AFC West. We've got the AFC South. Let's go over to the AFC East. Um, You're not going to believe my pick for this one. You're not picking the Patriots. I already know that. I am picking the New England Patriots to win that division. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking the New England. I I know I'm I'm reaching out here, but I think they they might have a chances here at winning that division. Uh, I, I don't think either one of us are going to disagree. Yeah, I think it's Patriots in a landslide, but I think the Bills finish above five hundred. I I can see, I them see that too. Five hundred, maybe. They I, added three really good offensive linemen in free agency. They got probably the best talent in the draft in that Oliver at nine, and they had the uh, second keep, best defense last year too. So yeah, their defense yeah, is pretty sick. They added to it. Ed Oliver is just going to be – he's going to be an Aaron Donald-type monster. I don't know if he's going to be Aaron Donald, but he's going to have that type of disruption where he's not going to have those stupid numbers, but he's just going to affect every play. You know who could have had Ed Oliver? The New York Giants at number six. Yep. I was campaigning for the Vikings to give up whatever they could to get Ed Oliver. Good, because that would have left that center for Baltimore. I wish that would have happened. He he wouldn't have made it past uh, uh past like twenty. I think the we Texans would have traded up to get him, and I think the uh the Eagles might have traded up to get him too because they traded up for Dillard. Yeah, they did. Didn't the Packers trade up right in front of us to get that safety out of Maryland? Yeah, yes, they did. I still don't get that. Why did they get in front of us? That didn't make sense to me. They knew we didn't need a safety. They knew we weren't going to take the Maryland kid. Unless somebody else was in talks with them to take Savage. Or they needed to get above, let's say, 23 or 24, but they knew they had a partner at 21. Can you imagine being a safety named Savage? That is so fucking cool. I know. I'm, I'm jealous. Wasn't there another safety whose last name was Rambo? That's pretty fucking badass, too. Uh, no, Kenyon Rambo was a receiver. You know what about, uh, wasn't it uh, Bakari Rambo? Oh, I'm thinking of a different guy. No, I, I think you're right. He, I, he, I think he was either a safety or a corner from like maybe two, drafted like two years ago. I mean, I don't think he's anybody relevant, but but the best safety is Ed Reed. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next division, um, AFC North. Who do you got, Tyler? Browns. Okay, and no I think card? the Browns win, and I don't. I don't think anybody comes within two games. I think the the Steelers and Ravens are just gonna. Uh, struggle a little bit as far as, and they're just going to play a lot of physical grueling games. I think it's going to hurt them down the stretch. Okay. All right. I'm taking Baltimore, not because I'm a Ravens fan, but because 
I don't think the Browns are – I think the Browns last year were – where I, where they had potential to be for a long time. They've never been able to have the tools to put the pieces together, but they've had a lot of pieces. This year, I think that they're going to have a lot of trouble keeping these pieces in check. Um, and they have a lot to piece together. I think the Browns are going to be that team that's in every fucking game. And I think they're going to win a lot of games, but I don't think that they're I don't think that that new coaching staff and that new system that they've put together is going to benefit them yet. I don't I just don't see them being able to win when it matters. I could be wrong because on paper they could be the best team in the NFL. And but I just don't in just knowing the history of how that organization is from the top down, I don't see them being able to know how to win all the time yet. Um that's the only reason I don't see the Browns there. Like I'm just I can't buy that hype yet. You know, we're see we're already seeing Odell's being a loud mouth. The players have had to talk to um Baker about all the shit he's talking about Duke Johnson or whatever. Duke Johnson wants to be traded and is refusing to play, which I think that's pretty irrelevant. But if they click, if the Browns click, and it's a big if, if they click, they are fucking unstoppable. Now, let me interrupt you for one second. I've got to ask you, you've been a Baltimore Ravens fan since they came to Baltimore back in 1996. Uh, And you know a lot of shit about the AFC North. Can you tell me who the fuck Freddie Kitchens is? No, and it's again. That's they. I don't think Freddie Kitchens is going to be able to put these pieces together. And I've read, I read this really interesting article. I, I wish I could find it. And if I do, CJ, throw the link in the in the bio for this. We'll do. Um, but I found this really, really, really good article about. Um, I just lost my train of thought. No, it was just it was just about about the Browns and how they've they've put this piece together and about how. They're clearly the landslide winning team, but it's a really good article about how Baker Mayfield and uh, Freddie Kitchens had developed such a good relationship last season. And when the Browns were going to make these moves with coaches, they shocked everybody when they went with this Fred, when they kept Freddie Kitchens on board and they let Dick Bag finish out as the acting head coach and then gave Freddie Kitchens a job this year. Yep. Great ones. It's it's a very, very interesting article about the only reason that pretty much he got this job is because of his relationship with Baker Mayfield, and they do not want to break that because they know that they have something special. And because of that, why is anybody surprised that Kitchen's got the job? It makes all the sense in the world. Quarterback loves him. You go with it. He, because he's been a positional coach all of his life, and he just got the offensive coordinator position last year, you don't see very many people making the jump from positional coach to offensive coordinator to head coach within a year. It's just it's something that you don't see in the NFL. That's why a lot of people have said Freddie Kitchens probably shouldn't be the fit. I think that it's a it's a decent move for the Browns to have continuity. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like there were other candidates out there who could have been a better selection and, and still keep Freddie Kitchens at offensive coordinator. Yeah, and I think I think Freddie that's and that's a lot of what this article was pointing to that and that's and after reading that kind of helped me base my opinion because uh, damn dude you know being in the same division as the Browns you look at that team and you're like holy fuck like how how anybody going to stop this team but then you really think about it they got a lot of egos to feed they have a lot of uh pieces that need to connect 
I think they're going to connect them eventually. I think they could be one of those teams that has a very similar situation to what they did last year where they were like just barely losing, just barely losing, just barely losing. But that's going to bite them in the ass because I think that the, I think the Steelers are going to be better than people are giving them credit for too. But I, th- I think Baltimore right now with the way the schedule goes where they're completely balanced, home away, home away, home away, home away, I think that's going to help Baltimore. Um, you know, looking at Cleveland's schedule, it's tough. I mean, it, our division is known for beating the shit out of each other. We all do it. I think the Bengals are going to be scraping the absolute bottom of that barrel. But I think that the Browns, again, if they put those pieces together and they're firing on all cylinders, they could probably be the number one seed in all of football. But I just don't foresee that happening. I think they're still going to lose. I think they're still probably going to lose six games. I got the Browns winning the division, and I got the Ravens as a wild card spot. I, I could see them being ten and six, to be honest with you. The uh, Browns, that is. I think we're going to be edged out um, of the division just because Baker Mayfield probably at home is going to beat us. Oh, by the way, my second wild card. Yeah. Does anybody have any interest in that? Yeah, I wanted to know earlier. Uh, Casey. Okay. Who was the other one that you had? Denver. So you got two out of the West? Yes. Oh, okay. I hope I'm fucking wrong, but I just, I just think it's going to happen. Right on. Right on. You guys ready to shift over to the NFC? Let's do it. All right. So NFC West, we're going to start off there. I'm going to go ahead and give my opinion on this one. This one's pretty hard for me because there's actually some talent out there in the NFC West now. Um, I still see Arizona holding up the basement. Is that, uh, is that accurate on your guys' part? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, actually no. You know what? No. <laughs> I think I think the 49ers, 49ers are still going to suck possibly, too, man. Yeah. Like I it's very possible they both finish with the same shit record. And they're both it's I, I think it's too tough to call between those two. I think that the 49ers are either going to be great or really bad. I just think they're going to be bad. I think I just, it's there's no in the middle. There's no eight and eight for the 49ers. It's either going to be really good with Kyle Shanahan or really there's fucking no seven bad. and nine bullshit. There's no seven and nine bullshit going on there. They're they're either going to be kicking some ass or they're going to be getting their asses kicked. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Rams take a step back and that the rainy city bitch pigeons take the division. <laughs> I love that name. That's great. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm taking Seattle, too. The way that team was running the ball last year and the way they put it together after the first few games of the season and we're just running it down people's throats, I think they're going to continue to do the same thing, and I think that's going to get them the division. I think the Rams are, are going to have enough to be able to take it. Uh, Goff is so good in that offense. Uh, hey, they've got Whittle. three really good receivers. If Gurley plays at all and he plays well, that team's really good. Plus, they drafted Daryl Henderson in the third round, who's going to be a perfect fit for that team. The Rams will be in the playoffs one way or another. I think they win the division, and I think San Francisco uh, comes uh, close to sniffing a wild card, but I think Seattle does get one. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm taking Seattle as the winner of the division and the Rams as the wild card. But I can see it going either way. I think that it's a really easy flip. Let's go down to the south. Um, this is probably the most high-powered offense offensive division. Um you got the Falcons, you got the Saints, you got the Buccaneers, and you got the Panthers. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Saints are going to win that division, and I think that the uh, Panthers are going to lock up a wild card spot. I'm just taking the Saints. Just taking the Saints. 
Right on. I like it. I, I got All right, it. let's let's skip over Tyler's division, and yeah. then we'll uh, we'll go check out. Let's uh, let's NFC take a look East. at the East. Yeah. Um. We'll. Uh, I, I'm. Jesus Christ, New York Giants. I've got a. Did I mention <laughs> that the New York Giants at number six took Daniel Jones? Have I mentioned that today? My God, they're they're gonna fucking blow. They're gonna they're gonna be what the Browns have been for years. It's gonna be fucking bad. The Redskins are gonna be slightly ahead of them, and then I'm gonna say that the Eagles win the division. Cowboys get a wild card spot. I'm I'm gonna go. Cowboys win the division. I think Cowboys win the division. I think Carson Wentz doesn't stay healthy. And while I like Sudfeld, I just don't think they have enough in a strong NFC to be able to get a wild card spot. My thoughts exactly, sir. Well, I'm still on the train that thinks that Carson Wentz is going to get healthy this year. But um, why? He's, he hasn't been healthy for the last five He's saying seasons. the right things to the media, and I honestly think that he's changed. I think he could change for you. Come on. This isn't like uh, an alcoholic saying that uh, he's going to stop drinking or a drug addict saying he's going to stop doing drugs. And then he follows Stick through it with the it. Run. You're talking instincts when he's in the open field to be able to change 26 years of him playing football and change that instinct from lowering his shoulder to sliding is completely different ball game. You have to tr- change instincts and that's extremely difficult to do. And I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I, I, could not have said that better. I think he can do it. I have faith in Carson Wentz. Well, nobody gives a shit what you think, CJ. Fuck you. Whose podcast is this? Everyone. Chad, it's it's just ginger power. That's all it is. Better red <laughs> than dead, motherfucker. No, that's that's it. if you want, ever want to wear Wisconsin's colors, that's what you say. <laughs> Anywho. All right. You want to take this, Tyler? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to come off like a little bit of a homer, but I have a uh, reason for my uh, pick. I think Vikings win the division and I think the Bears get a wild card. And here's why I say Vikings win the division. Anytime in the history of my life when they have projected to not be very good, they way overachieve. And this year, there are a lot of questions surrounding them, and it's justified. Kirk Cousins was super inconsistent last year, and that all boiled down to O-line play. When he was comfortable with his O-line, he he showed flashes that he could be an elite player. But then you had games like the Buffalo game, where he just looked like absolute shit. Plus, in the Zimmer era, every odd year, they they get better and they make the playoffs. 2015. They had that uh, that uh, wide left field goal where they had the Seahawks beat. They controlled the whole game. They missed one field goal. They lost. By the way, record cold in Minnesota was negative 40 wind chill at start. And you had Bud Grant going out in a polo. That was really cool. <laughs> um, second, you had 2017, 13-3. and three. Second seed in the NFC. Uh, make it to the NFC Championship game. Based on that progression... They win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl, but if you based on just general progression of how they've been doing in the Zimmer era, a Super Bowl victory makes sense if you look at it that way. You know what? I think. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that Bills game that you mentioned where they just got waxed. Very funny about that is um, in suicide pools. I have a very um, unique way that I operate in those, and um, 
I've become very, very good at it. And it almost sounds very similar to like how you just talked about the Vikings. Do you know that I was in a league with about 15 people? I won because of that game. And it was like week four. I won the entire league because I picked Buffalo. Um, I picked Buffalo to win and everybody else in the league picked the Vikings. I swear to God. Everybody else picked the Vikings that week. And I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy because people were picking Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. Like it, it, people pick Vikings straight down the board. And everybody was doing this weird thing where they were just picking whoever is playing Buffalo. And, you know, yeah. it was pretty much guaranteed that they were going to win. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pick Buffalo this week. I picked Buffalo. Buffalo won. Every single person in that league that week picked and it, granted, there was a lot of stupid people that don't really pay attention to football in the league or whatever, but I randomly picked Buffalo, and I really wish I would have put money on that. That that would have happened. Yeah, go ahead and give me your division. I don't give a shit. Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> division, I'm, I'm taking Chicago. I'm going uh, Minnesota wild card. All right. I guess I got to be the jerk here. I'm going no wild cards. Packers. That defense is going to look fucking awesome this year. We said that last year, and it looked like shit. I didn't say that last year. No, a a lot of pundits were saying that because Patton was coming in. They brought in Wilkerson. They had the two corners that they drafted. Well, I got a better feeling about this team this year as far as the defense is concerned. They got Zadarius Smith. They got Savage drafted. They went basically all defense in this draft, and I got a feeling that's going to be a savage of a defense. I also want to point out that pretty much the entire Aaron Rodgers era, they've gone all defense and they don't have a ton to show for it over the over the past like 13 years. Yeah, they also didn't have Mike Pettin in the past 13 years. They've only had him for the past two years. Who do they have running the ball now? Aaron Jones. Yeah, I had to all think right. about that. Who do they have running the ball now? Aaron Jones. Who do they have running the ball now? Because he's not very good. That's the point. Yeah, he's not good. So he's not good. The defense is not going to be great. It's going to be probably an up. He'll probably move upwards. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has what? Devontae Adams. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't foresee them doing much. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers could very likely get hurt too, because their O line is straight garbage. Well, they do have the best left tackle in football. I'll give him that. He's not the only person. I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think Aaron Rodgers threw his little bitch fit last year and had his fight with his coaches. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Maybe, maybe one of the best quarterbacks in my lifetime, but I, I don't, um, I don't foresee them being very good. I'm just glad Same. the playoffs aren't in uh, beer chugging contests. Yeah, because he would lose. Yeah, he'd fucking lose that shit and little pussy. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers on the field, and uh, I've I've always been a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I, I gotta I gotta say, my gut's telling me that the Packers are gonna win that division. I think that um, it's gonna be tough to get a wild card spot as, as far as uh, being in the NFC North because I think that the uh, Cowboys are going to grab a wild card spot, and I f- think the Panthers are going to get one too. I think the Panthers are overdue to come back into the league and start mopping up bitches and start being that offensive team that they were in the past. They're going to be- Cam Newton's not accurate. That's, he's got a new throwing motion, guys. It's all, I think it's all hinged on him, though. I mean, you know, if he comes in and he's playing his game and doing his thing, they could be a very good team, but you don't know what you're going to get with him. Not if it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get with Cam Newton. 
That's true. All righty. Go ahead and uh, tell me who's going to win the conference titles. Jed. Uh, in the NFC, it's going to be the Saints. Uh, in Finally. The a- in the AFC, um, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. Saints versus Chargers. Yeah, I, dude. If the char, I think the Chargers. If they step, if they even take a micro step forward from last year, they're going to be a tough team to fucking beat. Any way you look at it. And you know what, man? I I want to see Philip Rivers get a Super Bowl, man. I, I I'd love to see it. I mean, granted, I'm never rooting for anybody past the Baltimore Ravens, but if I have to, if there's somebody, I always want to see people win and do well. Um, I I think he's one player in this league that deserves that deserves it at this point. Like I would really like to see him get a Super Bowl, and uh, maybe it'll be his last season. He'll be celebrating by uh, knocking his wife up up for the tenth time. Yeah, he'll be coaching his own football team of his kids pretty soon. So. I am going to go with a Super Bowl rematch, and I think it's going to be Saints versus Colts. Okay. I'm going uh, going Patriots, because until Tom Brady retires, I'm not ever picking against the Patriots. Asterisk. And we can fight about that another day. I'm not interested in that right now. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys. Wow. Patriots. I love my Vikings and I really hope that they get to the Super Bowl. but that Cowboys team with how well they played last year with an entire off season to, um, get acclimated to a more complex offense. It's going to be less predictable. Uh, they have got a good defensive line. They've got, uh, hopefully a healthy Sean Lee, but he's just as, um, unpredictable as Carson Wentz is. And I think that the Cowboys can make this a Super Bowl run. I think that it's got to be better than last year's Super Bowl because that was so fucking boring, and I was going out of my mind watching that thing. I, I feel like paint drying was a better uh, waste of my time than watching that fucking Super Bowl. That was the most offensive-laden thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm hoping that the Patriots don't make it back because I don't want to see that bad offense again. <laughs> yeah. Drop Mike. <laughs> all right guys i think that's um that's all the topics i had to cover today you guys want to throw anything out there before i uh shut this bitch off uh no just uh i got some new things in the works in uh, my personal life uh that, that are pretty cool so i know i know you like to direct people to twitter quite frequently and uh, my twitter is at chef chad wells but I'm, I'm trying to direct more people over to my instagram because um, i got some cool things going on within the fishing community right now and a uh a new uh surprise in the works so uh if, if anybody listening has any interest in seeing you know my food or uh my travels with my boat and uh random bullshit you know the stuff i do for traeger grills um my Instagram is at Chef Chad Wells as well. So if anybody gets a chance to check it out or has any interest in that, please do. And uh, Chad and I will probably be going once again to the opening game at the Baltimore Ravens Stadium. So uh, that's week two this year, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Sir. So um, if you guys want to meet up with us and actually meet us in person, you're more than welcome to meet us up in the parking lot. We typically hang out in lot O. So uh, look for us out there. And um, Tyler, you got anything you want to add, buddy? Uh, yeah, um, 
some buddies and I started our own uh, football website. Um, and CC that's all Scouting. the time we have for today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's run right now on uh, through the scorecrow.com. Uh, follow me at CCS the Real Forno and follow our page at uh, CC Scouting. And uh, we're just getting started, and we're uh, we're really pushing the envelope to bring a lot of great content. All right, Fafters, thank you very much for listening this week. I'm going to see if I can get a guest on again next week. Uh, hopefully, Recorder QB is actually going to join us. He was supposed to join us this week, but uh, unfortunately, he had a date night with his wife or some other excuse. I can't How unfortunate. What it, what it was. They're meeting Freddie Kitchens for dinner. <laughs> Who? <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you.